Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. This edition is sponsored by our guidebook, which is available from our website, outbackway.org.au. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Today I have great pleasure in talking to the coordinator of the Great Beyond Visitor Information Centre in Laverton in Western Australia, Lorinda Hill. Welcome, Lorinda. How are you? Hi, Helen. Good, thank you. Excellent. Lorinda, so where is Laverton? Let's, uh, let's give the uh, listeners a bit of an idea of where Laverton is located. So we're a very small town um, in the northern goldfields of Western Australia. So to put it in perspective, we're about 360 kilometres north of Kalgoorlie or um, 950 kilometres from Perth. And I suppose if you draw a straight line between Perth and Ayers Rock, we're pretty much right in the middle. Perfect. Excellent. And, uh, and also Laverton is very important to the Outback Way because you are the first town uh, that we start from. And, uh, and then the final town people go through as they're coming from the east. So, um, I just think it's, um, you know, Laverton is the, the start and the finish of the Outback Way, depending which way you're travelling. Yeah, we like to think so, we're the start, but we are the start and the finish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's no, really good. So, Laverton is a great little place, and, uh, you've got a number of attractions. Your visitor information centre, the Great Beyond. Uh, what, what can people expect when they visit your Great Beyond visitor information centre? Yeah, and people are quite surprised of our little our little gem in the outback. Um, we're also home to the Explorers Hall of Fame. So the Shire um, realised that we have such a rich history in explorers in in the area, and um, they decided to make the Explorers Hall of Fame. So it sort of fits in with the rest of the Hall, hall of Fames along the outback way. Um, there's, it's very interactive. Uh, there's there's movies. There's mannequins that come to life to tell stories. There's uh, a lot of digital information and and um, about the explorers and the pioneers of the area, why they came out here, how they survived, how they contributed to opening up the inland. So people are quite quite surprised at what they what they see when they come into the Great Beyond, and also because we have the best coffee shop along the Outback Way. <laughs> ah, terrific! Everyone hangs out for that really good coffee. Absolutely, especially yeah when uh, you've uh, been waiting a few days for a good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Well, very good service. Very good service indeed. Um, and one of those characters in the uh, Great Beyond Centre and uh, is Dr. Laver. So, can you tell us a bit bit about Dr. Laver? Yeah, sure. So, Dr. Laver actually came out. He came, he went born in Melbourne in Castlemaine, Victoria, um, and he came to Western Australia when he found out about the, the gold fever. He actually was given a gold nugget when he visited. Um, uh, Ballarat over in um, Victoria, and then he sort of got the got the gold fever and wanted to find gold for himself. So he headed over to Coolgardie at the time. Coolgardie was the place um, that was that was all happening, and everyone was finding gold along the way. But he got there um, just as a polio um, outbreak had happened, and so he spent his first twelve months actually being a doctor and not looking for gold. So. Once that had um, passed and, and people were on the mend, he decided to head north of um, Kalgoorlie and Coolgardie to our area, to the Laverton area, where he had heard there was the latest find. So he headed out our way and um, he founded a mine called the British Flag with a couple of other um, people and it all went on from there. And so does the uh, British Flag mine still exist today? 
Uh, there's remnants of the British flag mine. Uh, it's definitely a space that you can go and, and check out. Um, there is still the mining shaft. There's a few um, fragments of early early mining history there with some um, shafts still there and some mining equipment. Um, Dr. Labor was quite influential in keeping mining happening in Laverton. British flag was his first um, mine that he invested into and then there was a whole other series of mines. He actually travelled to and from England uh, five times to go and raise capital for new mining adventures around the Laverton area. So he was quite influential in the area in the early days. And hence Laverton. Yeah, that's right. Laverton actually used to be known as Craigie Moor and uh, when they were trying to establish the town, it, where Craigie Moor was, was, it was too hard. There's a lot of ironstone around Laverton and that's why it's so rich with gold. And they actually moved the town three kilometres to the west and they decided, well, they might need a new name for the town. And um, there was a whole lot of suggestions and the publican at the time, the, the only pub in the Laverton site wanted it named after him, but... The town voted uh, to, lay, to name it Labor Town, which got shortened to Laverton. Well, there you have it. That's great. Yeah. Excellent. That's a great history, isn't it? Yeah, the history around Laverton is amazing. And to see all the remnants and the, and the old ghost towns, there's a, there's a lot of stuff still around to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's excellent. And so other things in Laverton uh, you have uh, include the old police station and, and a, uh, the old jail. When was that closed? When was that jail last used? Uh, it was actually fairly recent when you compared to the steamer thing. So the last time it was used was in 1979. So there's yeah, wow. And it's fairly basic, isn't it? It's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. It just definitely gives you an insight into the harshness of the, you know, what the prisoners had to deal with. I mean, the, the, the cells are small as anything. They're probably two metres by one and a half metres and um, all wood with no light in them. And um, they have a small exercise yard there. It's all still standing, and and it's um it's a bit of a fathom to know that people are still living in this town that actually were there when that that jail was still working. So it doesn't seem mm. that long ago. No, that's right, exactly. And uh, and also it it was uh, because it was such a remote police station too. It was fairly uh, fairly ahead of its time though for the, for the fact that it was remote. That's right. Yeah. Um, so the Laverton Police actually uh, used to do tr- trips out to the Nanajara land and that happened right through from the turn of the century right through just recently um, and even now our police still go out and relieve police officers out in the land but right up until the early 2000s uh, the police used to go out on 14-day trips from Laverton, uh, service all the communities out in the lands and come back. So even in the early days... Um, it was, they were quite renowned for being gone for months at a time uh, to go out and service service all those communities uh, way away from Laverton. And um, there's quite a few stories. Uh, the WA Police Historical Society have been great in giving us some information for some new interpretation in the centre. So at the old police complex, we've got the, the jail cells, which you spoke about. We've also got the original police station and the station master's house. The, the residence, which mm. has recently been refurbished and um, it's great to go and have a look and, and learn some stories. Yeah. yeah so, so interesting. And, yeah. uh, and all the, all the uh, furniture and uh, property of the day, it's actually really quite, mm. quite delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah it definitely good. gives you a view of the, the era. Yeah, it takes you back, takes you back in time. That's no, very good. And uh, so 
then, of course, you've also got some great Indigenous artists in your area, and uh, and that's that's showcased locally, I gather, at the art gallery. Yeah, the Ladies in Outback Gallery, um, fantastic. It's it's not just um, art pieces. There's carvings, there's bush medicine, there's woven baskets, there's um, traditionally dyed um, silk scarves. We have some really talented people um, in the in the Laverton area, and it's and it's sort of people from the surrounding communities um, and also out in the land. And there's just such a diverse amount of art there. Our back gallery is really proactive in um, running programs and encouraging local artists to to showcase, you know, their work. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's really good, and um, it's it's so great because it just adds to our Outback Way Art Trail so nicely. Um, as you work yes, to the lands, then you've got Warburton and Warrakurna and uh, and then into Yulara and Alice Springs and all the way through, really. So it really does add to our art trail very nicely, and uh, it's very much worth a look. Those art, some of those artwork uh, and um, and and craft work is, is yes. beautiful work. So it's exquisite. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Nice. What are the accommodation options in Laverton for people when they're oh. travelling through? Yeah, we have some great range of accommodations, especially for all sorts of um, visitors that are passing through. So we've got our usual hotel um, and motel style accommodation. Uh, we've got some service departments uh, available for um, you know a couple of nights, and, and then they're suited for a, for a larger group, which is fantastic. If you're just passing by and you want some a meals in a basic room, we've got one of our mining camps, which um, you know can offer the, the all-in-one package as well, and um, the caravan park as well. So caravan park has powered sites, unpowered sites, cabins, uh, rooms, yeah, self-contained apartments, all sorts of accommodations for everyone. Yeah, that's, uh, and yeah, for such a small place, it's actually it's it's well uh, well serviced, isn't it? Really, it's uh, it's it's a bit surprising <laughs> when you go through it. It is, and you know, because of the because of the popularity of the Outback Ways, um, Laverton's really it's taken a, a little bit of time, but we've really started got to a point where we can accommodate the tourists really well with our facilities in town. Yeah, no, that's that's excellent development. And what other things have sort of changed over the years in the in the town? I guess you've got mining. Mining's actually sort of started to open up again in the last few years, hasn't it? There's been a lot more yeah, development. Yeah, it certainly has. You know, mining's always played a major role in the in the population increase and decrease in Laverton. I mean, when I was a kid growing up here, there was 3,000 people living in Laverton and I went to school with about 200 other students. And, um, you know, once once a couple of the major mines closed down and, and the town became very quiet and went into decline, um, it, it slowed the town down a bit. But, yeah, recently we've had some really good mining input. You know, like we've got a, a rare earth mine, we've got a couple of... Uh, new gold mines active. We've got some long-term gold miners that are still practicing in the community and, and that. But um, when it comes to population and workers, you know, it, it influxes a lot. It changes a lot um, depending on what activities are happening in the area. Yeah. What's your base population for Laverton? What's your uh, average? 200 um, people in the town. And about mm-hmm. 2,000 in the Shire, including um, some local Aboriginal communities and, and mine, mining camps in the Shire. Yep, sure. And and uh, the um, the pastoral history was quite large as well. There's been there's some very large stations that are probably now part of mining leases and things. But um, what's your family history in the pastoral area? So my 
great great grandfather, um, Barbwai Billy mm. or William Hill is his name. He uh, owned the original Anaconda Pastoral Station, um, and he also mm. ran a, a mining company from that um, from that station mm. as well. And once his mine went into um, recession and he'd gotten what he needed, he sold up and then he bought another station north of Laverton, Vanya Station. And um, yep. it was, at that stage, it was only land. He had started to set it up as a station. And um, from there, my, my great-grandfather took over and my grandfather took over and um, my dad grew up on that station. And um, a, it was a million-acre um, property which has now been split up into two since the family uh, sold it and, um, yeah, and new owners took over. But, um, and like you said, predominantly a lot of mining companies have taken around up the pastoral stations around Laverton. But um, Laverton used to be known for a high, high sheep produce. So it used to be one of the biggest exporters in WA, the Laverton area, for sheep. But, you know, over the years, a lot of problems with wild dogs and and um, that has contributed to most station owners converting to cattle. Yeah, but yeah, some really, right. really yeah. fond memories of being out on the stations. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a lovely, lovely history to have, isn't it? It's great. And um, mm-hmm. and it's just so wonderful that this um, longevity of, of the family history is, you know, is passed on. I think it's just great. Yeah. It's really lovely. Mm. So how, how has tourism evolved? We sort of touched on that, but what sort of... How have you seen tourism evolve and, and uh, Laverton become more of a destination for people and and things like that? How, how do you think that's happened? Up until 20 years, you know, around 20 years ago when the mines, um, the major mines shut down, people really only came to Laverton if they were four-wheel drive enthusiasts and wanted to get out on some tracks. But, you know, in the last 20 years with the, with the Outback Way becoming more well-known and people... Um, passing through and with the, the Golden Quest Discovery Trail being set up between all our surrounding towns right down to Kalgoorlie, um, Laverton's become more of a, a place to visit rather than just a place only you specifically go there for one particular reason. So um, we're quite lucky that, you know, over time we've been able to, to add some extra things to see and do and the Shire's working on more and more places for people to visit because... It's, it's amazing. Um, my personal favourite thing about living in Laverton is is the surrounding landscape. You know, you can yeah. travel anywhere within 15 minutes of Laverton and you're at some sort of breakaway or a granite outcrop or a waterhole or anything like that. And, and we really want people to come here and experience that because uh, all our oh, locals love it. So. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Really yeah. yeah. Um, over the years... That- um, the towns really embrace their cultural history as well. You know, we have um, annual NADOC celebrations and we have, um, like we were talking about the, the art gallery before, they run some great programs with Aboriginal history and, and of course, we've got the cultural history of the explorers and, and the people who opened up the land. And so, um, yeah, we've been embracing it. There's more and more things um, every time to sort of see and do. And I think that people are really looking for that natural tourism now too. People really want to go out and have a look at those landscapes. And, uh, and I know that the beautiful jump up at Poseidon, the lookout over Poseidon to the west, we, we oh, captured some amazing sunsets over there. And, and that's just one of the gems around Laverton that people can enjoy. And, uh, and then I guess, you know, talking to you at the Visitor Information Centre, people can find some other local uh, gems uh, and like you've mentioned the water holes and the other yeah. lovely outcrops and things 
Yeah, it's funny how you speak about Windara, um, the lookout up there. We went out there the other day and, and you know, when people think of Laverton and being out in the outback and out in the des- edge of the desert, you sort of don't expect to, to see so much um, flora around the place. So we went out to yeah. um, Poseidon only just last weekend and the, the native grevilleas that are out there and all the gum trees that are flowering, it's just the contrast of the red dirt and the spin effects and then all these beautiful flowers, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think well, we were there this time last year, actually, exactly. And uh, yeah. we uh, we saw exactly the same thing. It's just it's beautiful wildflowers, and and and, and the expanse of that just goes to, to the horizon. It's just magnificent. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's a lovely landscape. Yeah, there's so many places like that around Laverton where you can just go up onto a tiny little peak, but you can see for kilometres. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And like you said, the sunset. I don't know if you can get sunsets like like Laverton sunsets anywhere else. <laughs> I'm a bit biased, but that's exactly. what I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you should be. <laughs> so what events does Laverton have during the year that people can uh, tie in their travels with? Yeah, sure. So we have our annual race day. Um, that usually happens um, in October every year. This year it's um, the Saturday, the 27th of October. So uh, the local town people are looking forward to that. It's our one major, major highlight of the day. Everyone gets dressed up and, and heads out to the racetrack for a day. Um, and there's always some great entertainment and kids events on and, and stuff like that. So if you're around in October, um, great time to come and come and um, visit the region. And our race day is also part of a local circuit. So the towns surrounding us, uh, Leonora, Kalgoorlie, uh, Linster, they all have a race weekend around that same time. So there's something going on in each of the towns um, if you're around in that time. We have an annual Labor Fest, uh, which is normally in May um, each year. So we've just had a really successful Labor Fest this year. And we it, Labor Fest initially happened with the, the 120-year celebration of Dr. Labor coming to Laverton. Um, and since then, we've just carried it on. And it's a, that's a great weekend for the community. And then we have all our other celebrations. Like um, Laverton, for being such a small community, it is very active and there's always something going on. So, for example, last weekend we had a trivia night up at the sports club. Um, I spoke before about our annual NADOC celebrations. Anyone interested in um, really seeing the culture in, around Laverton, come for NADOC celebrations. But uh, generally, if you're in town and you're in town for a few days, there's always something going on. Yeah, that's good. I think also part of part of being isolated means that people actually make their own fun. And uh, yeah. and they do that really well. So yes, yeah. yeah, there's no doubt to be something happening, something brewing um, as yeah. you um, and as you head into Laverton. Yeah, that's right. If anyone's in town in uh, next couple of weekends on the 18th of August, we're actually having a, a big fundraiser for the farmers, um, the Queensland farmers. Um, wow. So just a local bake sale and uh, market stalls and things like that at the Great Beyond. So anyone listening who's going to be around in the next couple of weeks can contribute to that. That'd be great. Yeah, really good. Okay, that's great. Oh, what a what a lovely cause. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. certainly uh, certainly dry over this neck of the woods. That's for sure. Well, thanks so much, Lorinda. I think that that's fantastic. Sort of nice cross section um, and uh, nice summary of everything going on in Laverton. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Is there what's the best way that people can get in touch with the Great Beyond um, and yourself? What's the best contact details? So the Great Beyond, we're open seven days a week, so you can contact us at any time. Um, you can give us a call on 0890 You can also look us up on Facebook or TripAdvisor um, and give us a shout-out and we can get back to you. But 
yeah, if you check out your Google Maps and, and your uh, wiki camps and TripAdvisor stuff, you'll have no problem finding us. Yeah, that's really good. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and uh, thanks for joining our podcast. Thanks, Alan. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.